what uh, uh, is said here by Paul and even Second Peter, First uh, 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 Peter chapter two talks about this as well, and and even as I said last week, uh, Matthew chapter five and verse fourteen, Jesus says, "You are the light of the world. I let your light shine, uh, that they may see your good works." And glorify your Father in heaven. So we saw uh, our identification. We're the light of the world. Uh, Our function is to shine. And our motivation, as we'll see today, is to see other men and women come to know Christ like we do. And to glorify, above all else, our Father who is in heaven. And so Paul really just, in the same order as Jesus did, talks about this same subject. Paul says in verse 8, this is review. He says the same thing. Once uh, darkness, now light in the Lord. That's our identification, who we are. And then he says, walk as children of light. That's our function. Let your light shine. And then thirdly, that we'll look at today, motivation to expose sin and see people come uh, to the light. And... uh, we talked about four things that walking as children of light look like, and they're the four P's, and we looked at several of these. We looked at uh, <clears throat> producing fruit and also pleasing the Lord. Those two are two of the functions. We're going to see the other two today, plus the motivation, which is a major third point, just to let you know where we're going. Because uh, I'm not sure where we're going, but uh, that's that's basically where we're going. And uh, but anyway, uh, producing fruit, verse nine, in all that is good and right and true, as Paul says. Uh, so there is going to be fruit bearing in uh, the child of light, producing fruit. And we saw last week that the word fruit indicates three things. It indicates life. It's produced by a living tree. We're living sacrifices. I'm not sure I said that last week, but that's what we are. And we're producing fruit because we're alive in Christ. And these are fruit of the Spirit that we don't come up with. They're given to us. They're gifts of the Spirit. And you don't hang ornaments Well, you do. You can hang ornaments on a dead tree, and you can look good outwardly, but the tree is dead. And so we need to uh, uh, be united to the living Christ, united to him, the living Christ. Also, uh, we saw that uh, fruit indicates development. Uh, It takes time for fruit to grow, and for some of us, it... uh, it's slower than others, and uh, but also it indicates nourishment. Uh, uh, fruit needs certain things to thrive, and of course we looked at light, did we not? We need light. Light comes from where? God's word. We must have God's word. That's the way He's designed it. It's the foolishness of preaching. It's the truth that is in his word. There is light there. And Christ, as we sang this morning, shines on his people. 
uh, through his word. In the Old Testament, it's interesting, uh, in Malachi 4.2, Jesus uh, says, But you who revere my name, the sun, and he's called S-U-N, the sun shines, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Pretty cool, isn't it? We have the, the sun, we have the light of the world who has not only shined upon us, but who is in us. People ask me all the time, says, you seem to be happy. You know, it's, it's, it's really, because uh, sometimes I'm not happy, okay? But, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, they, <laughs> you don't believe that. Well, good. But, uh, and I'll say, it's easy to say, yeah, I'm just a good guy. You know, I just on top of the world, got everything going. That's easy to do. But what you, should you do? It's Jesus in me. You're not seeing me. You're seeing Christ in me. And then that gives glory to God, and then you can witness to Him. So a lot of the times when we live the Christian life, people are going to say, there's something different about you, and that's God working on them to speak to you about what they need. And so don't pass up that opportunity. It's something that God is, is, uh, is working also, we looked at, and I'm in review. I'm going to be all time in review. Uh, the second thing was pleasing the Lord as a function. In verse 10, Paul is saying to examine, uh, understand, find out what is pleasing to the Lord. It's also interesting, we read this in Romans 12, Josh did this morning. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. See, that's, what, that's what's happening to us. Then you will be able to test and approve, same Greek word as we find here, that you may prove what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. That's what, that's what we uh, are discovering as, as we go through this Christian life. We are finding out what pleases the Lord. Amen. And then when we find out, do it. Don't just talk about it, you know, I ought to be doing this and I ought to be, do it. <laughs> Stop talking about it. I'm tired of people saying, you know, I just, yeah, yeah, oh, shut up. You know, you want to, so, yeah, I don't say that, but uh, you're tempted to. Maybe I should, I don't know. But to do it. Oh, we must know what the will of the Lord is and shine his light. And of course, that comes through God's word. That's where we find out what the will of the Lord is. And uh, it's not whatever I think is right, and so therefore God must think it's right too. And that's getting it in reverse, isn't it? No. We get it from the Word, and then that's what God likes. So be careful of that. We saw our motive is to please Him, a motive of, of love. Uh, not to gain His favor, because we already have that. We looked at that. We're adopted. We're, uh, we're loved by Him. Uh, In Matthew 25, and I gave, I gave the, uh, the wrong verse to Janine, so it's my fault. But anyway, he he's, he's talks about, well done. This doesn't, you can ignore the verse on the board, but it's Matthew 25. We want, all want to hear, do we not? Well done, thou good and faithful servant, when we stand before him. It's important. Uh, 
So we started out with our identification. We are light. Uh, we've been changed. Our function, how are we to live, uh, letting our light shine, to bear fruit, produce fruit, to please the Lord by, by obeying Him. And now two more things Paul mentions uh, as our function in the Lord. And that's found in verse 11. That is parting with sin. He says parting with sin. Being, this is the third P. Uh, being done with it. Take no part in it. Have no fellowship with. That's the requirement that Paul is giving here. Don't participate in. Don't delight or take pleasure in the works of darkness. Because that's what they are. And he's already told us, hasn't he, what they are in the beginning of chapter 5. Bitterness, anger, sexual immorality, blasphemy, and so forth. And uh, this characterizes the old life that we were uh, before converting. And, uh, and he says, uh, don't even take delight in hearing about it uh, because it characterizes what you used to be. And so uh, we don't have to actually do it, but we can think it and act it out in our minds and take gratification from it, which is sin, because it's the heart. And uh, this is a requirement Paul is giving. It's really interesting because this is a New Testament reiteration, really, of an Old Testament command found in Leviticus 19, 1 and 2. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them what? Be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. And then after that, he gives a whole list of what? He requires. And so Paul is saying, you're to be holy. You're to live a life. You're to let your light so shine that men are going to see it and go, wow, that guy's different. That woman's different. That child is different. I want to be like them. Do they see that when they see us? Uh, Because... Whether we like it or not, unless we go to a monastery and become a monk, we rub shoulders with the world. And, and Jesus uh, said that we are uh, in the world, or are we not, but we're not of the world. Uh, they are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is true. See, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And that's what we need to remember. We're to let our light shine. Uh, in the workplace, particularly I think it's important in the workplace, uh, when we go to the grocery store, or wherever we go, if somebody gives you too much change, give it back to them and say, you gave me too much change. And they'll go, why did you do that? Well, because Christ lives in me. And you need to know him because he'll change your heart too. Always give the glory to God. It's so easy to say, well, I'm just a good person. I, you know, I wouldn't steal from anybody. You know, that's just being haughty and proud and taking the, taking the glory for it. No, he says, uh, but uh, Jesus himself rubs shoulders. You know, Paul even talks about uh, uh, that, I think, and he, he alludes to it, and he says in uh, 
1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10, I wrote to you my letter not to associate with sexual immoral people. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not going to rub shoulders with them because you are, but to associate, take part in their evil deeds is what he's talking about. Uh, Not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the gritty and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have to what? Leave this world. So you're going to rub shoulders with them. I mean, there are a lot of them out there, or they're not. And we run into them all the time. And so when they start telling you some filthy, filthy, nasty, filthy joke, you'll say, so wait a minute, you know, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Uh, I don't want to hear that. Uh, and, and stand up for the truth. Don't listen to it and go, oh, man, that is really funny. But, you know, I, uh, and you don't, you're not a witness then. You're not a witness. And so take every opportunity uh, and be kind and, and considerate and, uh, and have wisdom when you do that. Uh, uh, because the works of darkness are unfruit because um, they have nothing to do with us. And we need to, uh, to shun them. Our lives should be dead to those things. And it's so easy, isn't it, in our flesh to go back to what we used to be and to find pleasure in things that we ought to hate. Hebrews 9.14 How much more then will the blood of Christ, we talked about that this morning in Sunday school, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, Cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to what? Death. See, all of that stuff leads to death. There's no life in it. So that we may serve the living God. There's, there's, just, there's nothing good about it. It's going to eat your lunch. It's, it's not going to help you in any way. Why? It's darkness. It's darkness. And if you feed on darkness, it's, it's going to hurt you in, in your walk. And in your life, uh, having nothing to do with it, it leads to nothing, nothing good. It leads to something, but it's not good. Um, there's nothing about it that brings glory to God. Someone said one of the tests as a Christian trying to, to figure out, should I do this or not, is does it help me bear fruit? Does what I am doing help me to bear fruit? Does it aid me in my Christian walk? True Christians think this. Is it fruitful or not fruitful? Then the fourth thing, the last P, uh, is proclaiming. That's found in verses 11 and 12. Uh, We're to expose them, reprove them. And this involves proclaiming. And I'm ashamed that so many times I have not proclaimed when I had opportunity. And I know you have too. And you know after you didn't. You know, the Spirit of God said, you should have spoken up there. You should have done this. And you have to ask for forgiveness. But there are two types of proclaiming that the Christian does. We proclaim through our testimony in our life. But that's not enough. It's just not enough to be just walking around good. And everybody say, what a good person he is. No. Uh, Paul says here, to expose the works of darkness. 
not only by the use of your testimony, but also by uh, your words. Um, you know, even at work, uh, especially if you live in, and, and I know Ben and others live in a workplace like that, uh, those people see you working hard. They, they see you not taking breaks when you shouldn't be taking breaks. Uh, they uh, see you uh, not standing at the coffee pot for hours and hours, wasting the boss's time, uh, uh, not stealing from the boss and so forth. And uh, at least that's what they should see. Sometimes they'll even make them mad. And they'll say, what are you doing? Don't you, why don't you, you know, why do you work so hard? Why don't you goof off some? Why? Because you are, you are showing them that they're doing wrong. You're exposing them. But again, don't leave it with that. Tell them why. Uh, expose what they're doing. But give them the antidote for that. Um, so Paul is saying, live your life. But also your words. Uh, so that the evil will be exposed. Speak wisely, timely, personally, with great humility when approving, uh, reproving, and always in the context of a life that is consistent with what you're saying. Don't, don't be self-righteous and proud. I've mentioned that. But speak the truth in love. Uh, preach the word. Proclaim. That's using your mouth. Uh, it's so easy to keep quiet many times. We need to be speaking. Paul goes on to give a reason as well in verse 12. Why? He says, For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Now, the thing is, Paul has been speaking about those things, hasn't he? So it's not, you're not to bring the topic up. Because he's been speaking about these evil things. But uh, what he is saying, I think, is you who are now a believer in Christ, you who proclaim Christ, you who say that Christ has changed your life, don't brag about it of what you used to do and how evil you were. And you start going into all of these gory stories and all the horrible ways. And what are they going to think? Well, sounds like he's proud of it. Or it sounds like, no, you just say, I was a big, 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 big sinner. And leave it with that. But don't go into all of the the ways, uh, the gory details that uh, you could go into. Uh, they don't need to know all the crudeness of everything you've done. Don't, don't talk about it like you're bragging about it. Uh, again, as I said in the past, uh, don't make it a bragamony. Make it a testimony, okay? A testimony, not a bragamony. Uh, but uh, it's amazing, though, how at work particularly, uh, the lost will go into how they got bashed at certain parties and all the crude and lewd things that they did and all. Don't listen to it. Just cut them off and say, gang, look, I don't need to hear all that and, and uh, speak up for Christ. Speak up for Christ. 
And uh, you may not be very popular, by the way. Matter of fact, you're probably not going to be very liked by that. Neither was Jesus. What did he say? And, and Paul said, For it is given in behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Uh, but we're going to rub shoulders with them, and we're to reprove them for their wickedness when it comes out. And don't partake of it. Um, uh, and don't act like, oh, that's interesting. Tell me more. Attitude. No, be repulsed by it because you should be repulsed by it and not take part in their evil deeds. And we can do this, as I said last week, in, in the grocery store. You can go up and you're checking out and there's the, the magazine and it talks about so-and-so that's been divorced ten times and they've gained so much weight and you're sitting there reading that going, boy, let me read some more here. We ought to be repulsed by that. It ought to break. Matter of fact, the next time that's you're doing that, pray for them. Feel, have pity on them because they don't have Christ. May it break our hearts that these people live like that, not take pleasure in what they do. Jesus pointed out sin and hypocrisy, and he was not well liked for it. Uh, he was persecuted, and we, if we take a stand, will be persecuted. That's something else to ask ourselves. How much are we persecuted? Ouch. Are we being sugar? Are we being salt? And if you rub salt in the wound, it's going to have a reaction. The third main point is motivation. Uh, Why are we to do all this? Jesus said first that men might see, but also come to a place where they Glorify the Father. See, that's the goal. Is what they, we want them to become uh, what, what, who we are in Christ. So they, they too may glorify the Father. That's our motivation. And how do we glorify our Father when we're still in darkness? When we're taking part in darkness? It's not if we do. No, we do. We as Christians don't live there, but we can fall back into that. And we need to renounce it and to pray for those who are in that darkness. Not gloat over it, take pleasure in it. That they might come out of that darkness and, and that the Christ would shine on them. How does Christ shine on them? Through us. Through us. We have Christ in us. And he shines through us and he uses us. We're his messengers. And uh, the Holy Spirit has shown in your heart and he will shine on others as well. Uh, it may be that God used somebody in your life who was a shining light. I know Andrew has, has uh, uh, pointed out uh, 
Henry Hudson. To me, it was Father French, who was an Anglican priest. It was like having Christ right by you. The man was, uh, if any, I used to say he was a reincarnated Apostle Paul, you know. Because this man, Christ was so real to him and shining out of him to such an extent that you thought he was faking it. And he wasn't. He married Janine, and Janine got to meet him, and he was just that way. He just loved Jesus so much that everything was just lost in comparison to Christ. And you know what? Growing up, as, as he was our minister, I couldn't get away from that. I could not denounce what he had. It was real. I knew it was real, and I wanted it, but I was kicking against the pricks. But uh, praise God, he pursued me and, and won me. But uh, I'll never forget when I got in trouble with, and I'm not going to elaborate on this because that would be doing exactly what I was talking about, but I got in trouble. The police were chasing us, got in a wreck, broke three ribs in the hospital, getting ready to be cut open, and uh, Father French walks into the room, and I start weeping. I just start weeping. Why? It's like having Jesus come into the room. Do people look at us that way? Uh, are we exposing their sin because they see the light of Christ in us? You know, holiness and evangelism go together. Holiness and evangelism go together. And Paul goes on and he he says, anything that becomes visible becomes light. Uh, Anything that is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. I think he's talking about the usefulness of light here. Light makes visible what you didn't see before. A surgeon does not operate in the dark. You know, he doesn't just grope around. No, he's have, he, they'll have magnifying glasses on and lights because it exposes what need, needs to be taken care of. It's useful. And spotlights you have around your house to keep the criminals out. Light's important. And God uses us to expose certain things in people's life that they need to get rid of. And... Uh, We know that the Word of God, it says in Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is alive. Do you realize that? The Word of God is alive. What do you mean it's alive? It cuts. It pierces. It did in my life. It still does. And active. That's why we need to use it. The Word of God, sharper than any double-edged sword. That means it's sharp on both sides. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and uh, attitudes of the heart. It goes right to where we live. But it cuts both ways. It's a two-edged sword. It will penetrate some people, but other people it will drive away. And they won't have anything to do with it. But that's not our 
that's not our uh, doings anyway. That is God's doings, and we need to leave that in his hand. Then Paul says even a harder statement. He says, for anything that becomes visible is light. What in the world is he talking about? Several thoughts on this, but I'm going to give you one because of time. He says, I think he's saying, the light invades your very being and exposes darkness and turns you into light. I think that's what he's getting at here. Anything that becomes visible is light. It becomes light. I remember the old Star Trek, uh, the old ones now, the real old ones. But they had turned their phasers on a rock. And of course the phaser was just blinding light. But it would make that rock glow. And they could not only see by it. But they could feel the heat from it. And be warmed by it. Think about that in, uh, in relationship. Uh, to being light in the world. Because there is power there was power, wonder-working power. Is there not? So the light is not only useful, but it's powerful. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then he says, Awake, O sleeper. This is a quote from Isaiah. Meaning, I think, when we were once dead in our sins, like Lazarus, we heard life-giving words of Jesus speaking to us, Arise, awake, and I will shine on you. And he did. He opens our eyes and our understanding, and now we walk in the light, as he is in the light. He's in us. So Paul is telling these Christians to speak the truth wherever you go. Live the truth wherever you go. Expose, expose, expose the works of darkness wherever you go. Why? Because people need to see their sin so that they will need a Savior. Until people see their sin, they're not going to need a Savior We need to expose, but we need to give them the remedy. Uh, And I think Paul is saying here, do this. Why? Because it's changed your life. And you know that this is what other people need. Why? Because it changed you. That's why it works. Because God has done this in your life. And you need to remember what it hook for you to come to Christ and be used by God. You know, and uh, I ask that this song be sung lastly today, and can it be? Uh, Wesley said it quite well in the third stanza when he said, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin in nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray I woke, the dungeon flamed with light, my chains fell off, my heart was free, I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Does that not say it all? Hallelujah. And we're going to sing that in a moment. But pray God will use us. We use you. We use me as lights. Let's pray.
Father, I thank you for your amazing grace that saves a wretch like me. I thank you, Father, that you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, is working in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Lord, I pray that we would take to heart what Paul has said here, that we would be lights, that Christ, who is in us, would shine forth, that people would want what we have. God, we need you. We need you every day. Help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name, amen.